Welcome to the Bible Tribe. I'm Denise Pass with Seeing Deep Ministries, where we see deep in a shallow world and overcome the battles of the mind with the Word of God. This week, I was struck in our reading by the thought that we're so blessed, but we often miss it because we're distracted by problems. But when we see what God sees, our eyes are opened, and we understand how blessed we really are. Did you notice the theme of what God saw continuing into this week's reading? Last week, we noted that God saw that his creation was good. And this week, Genesis 6, 5 and 8, 21 tells us that God saw the wickedness and inclinations of the heart of man. Yet in Genesis 7, 1, it says God considered Abraham to be righteous. This word considered is the same word as saw, the Hebrew word ra'ah. Despite seeing the sinfulness of man, God saw Abraham as righteous because Abraham believed. We'll come back to this in a bit. So do we see what God sees? God wants us to see higher than the here and now, but it will require belief. In our reading in Joshua this week, we see what Achan saw. He coveted what was not his. His thought was that that would bless him. Then he hid what he, he stole in the ground. Not much blessing in that, and it meant the end of his life. When we're pursuing a blessed life from the creation rather than the creator, we will be disappointed. The world's idea of a blessing is not God's idea. How we look at life and its myriad of problems either robs us of peace or reveals how very blessed we are. The problems Ahaz was facing in Isaiah 7.14 did not matter in light of the future hope that was revealed in the coming Messiah, whose blessing lasts forever. I think we think that God's blessing is not enough because it's hard to wait and our problems often remain. But focusing our eyes on the spiritual reality, which is greater than the physical reality, frames our present reality in light of eternity. And so when we reframe our problems in light of God's ultimate solution, our suffering is redeemed. The Israelites sought to rely on enemy nations that abused them rather than relying on God because they wanted deliverance from their problems right then and there. Is our trust in God conditional upon his removal of our problems? View today's problems, friend, in light of God's bigger plan of redemption. This does not mean we minimize our suffering, but it is a different way of thinking about our problems. Focusing on the problems will not solve them. Focusing on a time in the future when there will be no more problems help us to rise above our circumstances and choose to walk in the spiritual reality God has for us. So do you recognize how blessed you are? In our reading of Psalms this week, David said that God's people are shown special favor in Psalm 3, verse 8. But our reading in Job revealed the stumbling block that problems pose. In Job 3.13, Job contrasted the problem-laden life with lying down and being at peace. In essence, being dead, having never existed. But he would not be aware of such a peace had he ever not existed. In Job 3.20 and 23, the question is repeated. Why does God give light to one who is in misery and life to those whose soul is bitter? This false logic of life not being worth living if there is pain or problems misses the point of life which is to glorify God and make him known that people have hope in their pain and problems. Life is not blessed if it is problem-free. Perhaps life is considered blessed because of the problems that wake us up to what really matters in this life and to the hope we have in Christ. We who are in Christ are blessed beyond measure. You know, Job's friend gave really bad counsel in Job 4, 7. He said to call to mind now 
who being innocent ever perished, which essentially means bad things don't happen to good people. Wrong answer. Everyone suffers in this life. Seeking to avoid pain is not the point of life at all, but demonstrating the incredible grace of God in and through our problems is a witness to the world that our God lives. We are signposts pointing people to God. Living this life just seeking earthly blessings is not the blessed life. Knowing God and walking with God through the good and hard times is the blessed life. Now, don't get me wrong. No one wants to volunteer for problems, right? But maybe viewing our problems in light of eternity reframes them and helps us to rise above them. In our reading in Matthew this week, the Sermon on the Mount resounds with the clarion message. We are blessed. Even when we have problems. The word makarios in the Sermon on the Mount means blessed, but not just a generic blessed, a spiritual blessed. It refers to the transcendent happiness of a life beyond care, labor, and death, an inner attitude that understands life's temporary problems in the scope of eternity. We are blessed if we are poor and mourning, as it says in Matthew 5, 3-11. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things about you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad because your reward is great in heaven for they persecuted the prophets before you in the same way. When we face problems and run to Christ, we are blessed beyond measure as he comforts us. The blessed life is found in the pursuit of God. And Matthew 4, the enemy tempted Jesus with worldly blessings, but Christ showed us how to counter the pursuit of blessings in this life and to search after God and his righteousness instead. Finally, in our reading of the book of Romans, we come full circle. Paul expounds on what Abraham being considered righteous means. We are blessed. Paul quotes from Psalm 32 in Romans 4, 7, and 8 when he says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one against whom the Lord will never count sin. This is the blessed life. A life that has been redeemed by Christ, whose every single sin has been forgiven. We are blessed if we believe in Christ. We are blessed if we can see as God sees. For when we believe, our eyes are opened and we see beyond worldly thinking. You know, one of my daughters this past week was talking with me about how knowing God enables us to see through another portal. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot see. This makes me so happy to know that my children can truly see. This is the blessed life. As a mom, I have to lay down my idea of how I want my children to be blessed. It's hard when we see our children suffer, but the blessing comes when, through the trials, our children can see like their Heavenly Father does. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for blessing us with every spiritual blessing you've given to us. Help us to recognize our blessings daily and to not let problems rob us or blind us from seeing how truly blessed we are. Thank you for considering righteous those who simply believe in you, Lord. Friend, if you're not sure that you know Jesus, I would love to talk with you. You are loved eternally. Come and join God's people in the truly 
blessed life. Thank you.